What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Shamari Stewart, joined, as always, by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what is going on? What's up, guys? Uh, I'm here back in studio uh, for yes. what I guess we can consider a Thanksgiving version of the Thanksgiving Imperial Broadcast. Imperial Broadcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, next week, or next month, rather, we'll have our Life Day version, <laughs> you know, <laughs> our holiday special. But, uh, yeah, we have a jam-packed show. You know, it's a lot, a lot of stuff. You know, obviously, we have a third episode of The Mandalorian entitled The Sin, which a lot of people have been impressed by. Uh, we'll get to that at the end of the show so that, you know, the people that haven't watched The Mandalorian can still, you know, listen to the rest of the show. But, um, you know, we have a lot of stuff about, you know, episode nine. And, you know, we have stuff about, uh, you know, I, don't know, I forgot what we have. <laughs> I totally forgot our rundown. <laughs> totally forgot our rundown. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, so we, we, we do have uh, a new book coming out. Yes. You know, uh, yep, we got a book. We prequel got some... to a to a to a book that a lot of people liked. So yes, we'll discuss yes. That. We got some uh, some Kathleen Kennedy stuff. Yes, yes. The future of Lucasfilm. Future of Lucasfilm. So we got and potentially a new Disney Plus series. So if you like The Mandalorian and you're wondering what could be coming on after that, besides Obi Wan, besides uh, Kathleen Andor, we could be having something very soon. But before we get to all that, Shamar, I wanted to ask you about mm-hmm. uh, some comments that. J.J. Abrams was made about episode nine. All right. Um, some interesting comments. Um, uh, I believe some in the Rolling Stone. I believe you know he, he's made the works. You know, he's yeah, made he's, the, he's making the rounds. He's making rounds. the rounds and all these magazines and stuff. And um, so he was asked about Ray, and you know one okay. of the one of the criticisms of Ray, so, or you know one of the questions that always been asked is you know I don't want to say you know she's a Mary Sue, but you know just that. You know, she has a lot of these powers, and they kind of come out of nowhere. And she has yes. no training, this, that, and the other thing. So this person asked him essentially about that, that, you know, she's learned faster than anyone else ever, you know, faster than Luke Skywalker, you know. Um, and he was like, yeah, uh, spooky, right? This is JJ's response. Yeah, spooky, right? Uh, he smiles and says, it's a fair point. It's not an accident. That's all he said mm. uh, on Ray. And I also thought he had an interesting, or he had some interesting comments on um, Kylo Ren, or not Kylo Ren, but rather uh, Palpatine and Snoke. Uh, so he was asked about um, Supreme Leader Snoke, and he was asked about, uh, you know, Episode Nine and, and Emperor Palpatine's inclusion and stuff. And he was like, I will say without giving away anything, without giving away, without giving anything away, knowing this movie is an ending for me is infinitely more challenging than a beginning. Uh, we know um, we know we know we needed to provide answers, and while there may be some things that aren't entirely demystified by the end of it, we wanted to make sure people left feeling that they were satisfied. So I hope on a number of issues, people will leave and feel like there is a true ending and not an adver- and not an advertising ploy. We really are bringing it to an end. This was again at when he was asked about uh, getting a better idea of what Snoke uh, of what Snoke was in this iteration of Star Wars. So, sounds like we could be getting more of a, more information, maybe even more of a closure on who Snoke's character is, and more on how Rey can do what she can do. Look, I mean, I hope so. I feel like we should have gotten more of an explanation, um, either the last movie, or even in episode seven. 
Yeah, I think that's you know, yeah, I, I like honestly, if I'm being completely honest, and I enjoyed both episode seven and eight. You know, right. I don't think they're terrible movies or anything. But, you know, I do think that just in terms of of um knowing what's going on, I I feel like um I feel like George just had he just added like the basis of everything that was going on in the movies was solid. And if something was like unknown, there was they, he gave a reason for why it was unknown. Right. right. I feel like in these it wasn't just movies, like we're, we're not going to. Wasn't you. just it just you know Snoke is dead and that's it. You know yeah. it wasn't just stuff like that where it's right. just uh, you know you just don't know anything right. and hope the books explain it and right. that's it. <laughs> you know, right, right. like or hope you get a cartoon. You know, so I, I'm hoping that we really do get that closure, and I think that will make this movie that that's just going to make this movie even better. Yeah, I can't see if he answers all of our questions. You know, I don't yeah. see how it's that, like a, a terrible movie. That gives me confidence in J.J. Abrams that, and this is why I've always kind of had confidence in J.J. But like, he clearly like he set up a lot of these questions. He did. Yeah, he was yeah. the one that asked a lot of these questions or wanted mm-hmm. these questions out there. Who is Snoke? Who? What's Ray's? You know, backstory. How can she do the things she she can do? And Ryan Johnson stepped in and ignored all of it, and you know. Maybe he's just like, look, I didn't, I wasn't the ones that made those questions. I had my own story I wanted to tell. I don't care about Snoke's backstory or Ray's backstory or this, that, and the other thing. Um, I don't think it helps Force Awakens or Last Jedi by him ignoring that. Because, you know, you were talking about this when Force Awakens came out, that, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of stuff is just going on and explained. And my defense is always, look, I mean, I'll give him a pass because it'll probably be explained in the next one. Right. You know, I'll give him a pass. It was right. not explained. It was ignored or just completely, you know, you or know, just, just thrown. Ignored or just completely yeah, they thrown just poured away. Cold, cold water on any theory that we had. But um, hopefully, Ryan, uh, not Ryan, just but JJ will address this stuff in episode nine. Uh, it does sound though like the Snoke stuff is connected to Palpatine. Yeah, which you know has been a theory as well that's been yeah. going on that Snoke is connected to Palpatine. So. Um, because at this point, I was basically just resigned to the fact that oh, maybe one day we'll get a Snoke book, right? Or we'll get a Snoke cartoon. Snoke yeah. will be show up in I don't know, right. not Resistance, but something else. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So I mean, yeah. So I don't know. Um, but th- that's those are good comments. I'm glad. I'm. I'm. Those are positive. Well, positive. Comments. Yeah. I was expecting something like uh, JJ is going to say something about oh, the extended universe doesn't exist or you know, something, <laughs> something. Something bad. That's why I was like, oh boy, here we go. But uh, speaking of the extended universe, so Kathleen Kennedy, um, you know, as I mentioned at the top of the show, has been, um, you know, he's been, she's been making, um, uh, she's making comments. You know, she's been out. Uh, people have been talking about her. Um, people have been asking questions because her her contract is coming up. The end of her contract is coming up. It ends just in like 20, Bob Iger. Twenty twenty one, just yeah. like Iger. Yeah. You know, their contracts are coming up and hasn't been extended yet. Kevin Feige got the extension. Well Kevin Feige yeah, Kevin Feige, they're gonna extend him. They have <laughs> to the extend Kevin contract. Feige. Yeah. The Marvel Studios, president of Marvel Studios. I mean he you know, he's of course he's gonna get an extension. But right. Kathleen Kennedy has not gotten an extension. Um, she was asked about it actually. Um, that's gotta be weird. Yeah, she she was compl- asked directly about it. I believe it was, I know the, it's in that article from the Hollywood Reporter. Right. Um, and she said, um, she's like, oh, ask for my future. And I'm paraphrasing, but she said something along the lines of, yeah, my, basically my future with this company. Um, you know, honestly, like whether I want to keep doing this or what my future holds, I don't know at this point. That's basically what she said. That's wild. Which is like, wow. Okay, so I guess she may be leaving soon. 
Right. That's basically what it sounds like. And um, now look, I always I, I try to I don't like you know jumping on hate bandwagons usually, right, but right. I mean with Kathleen Kennedy I just I feel you know and and, and I do want to compare this to Marvel Studios. Marvel Studios, of course, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're aware of Marvel Studios. Um, you know, they make great movies. They have a very well-connected universe. And the the person that's, you know, at the head of the ship right now, Kevin Feige, is a huge, huge fan. Huge, massive, super fan right. of, of uh, these stories. Stan Lee is his idol. Stan Lee is his idol. You know, so he's a super fan of this Along content. Along with George Lucas. Along with George <laughs> Lucas. And he's making a Star Wars movie as well. So, I mean, he's a super fan of this stuff. And so, you know that he's coming into these these stories with a particular amount of care and carefulness and thought. You know, it's not just, he's not just a business person. Right. Like, he has business, you know, requirements. You know, he has you know, savvy, obviously. You know, he has a business, he has to have some kind of business acumen and, and, and some kind of, um, you know, he has to have that kind of mind. Right. Because he's running, he is running this particular business. But he is also loyal to the fans. You know, he wants to create he's a fan good, himself. He's know? a fan himself. He wants to create memorable, good stories for the fans to enjoy. He wants it to make sense. He doesn't want to piss off the fans, even if it's going to make him more money somehow. You right. know, he, like he like he wants to just make content that the fans enjoy. Yeah, that's his goal. You know, and and a lot of people with Kathleen Kennedy you worry about that. You wonder. You know, is she just like, oh, well, you know, people love the extended universe. Why? And no, no, we're getting rid of all that. You know, people, you know, are curious about Snoke. And, you know, eh, let's focus more on Ray Palpatine, all this other stuff. <laughs> right. And it's like, it's like, I want someone that is people cares want about Obi Wan. No, no. People want Obi Wan. No, 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 no. It's like, give him solo. No, people are curious about, you know, interested in prequel content. No, no, no. It's like, no. Like, you want someone who is who's going to approach this material and try to make the the best story possible, the most exciting story possible, and include all the content that the fans want. And I question whether Kathleen Kennedy has those particular intentions in mind. I do. I'm yeah. being completely honest. I feel like her intention right now is to uh, make a lot of money, which is, you know, fair, you know, fair enough. You know, of course, everyone, who doesn't want that, you know? So there's nothing wrong with that in particular. But I, I feel like her, her creative, and I, I, I question whether she even really has creative intentions. Yeah. I don't know if she is a creative. I don't think she is a creative. Right. I don't think she creates Star Wars stories. I don't think that's something that she's ever done. I don't think that's something that she has any particular interest in doing. I think she approaches this from a business perspective. Right. Like an executive at any film company. Right. She approaches any creative project from a business so perspective. So then if, where does the issue lie for you in that model? I think that that leads to the kind of disjointed, the chaos, chaotic you know. stories that don't that make sense, but you know are just things like Episode Seven, where it's just you know it, it, at the end of the day, you feel like you, if you're a heavy Star Wars fan, you've seen this movie before. <laughs> Stuff like that doesn't happen when you have a super fan right. driving the driving the car, you right. know. And then even beyond that, like the amount of filmmakers that she's worked with. Since D- Disney and Star Wars have had their, since Disney bought Star Wars, is and look, I mean, you can you know Kevin Feige's worked with a lot of filmmakers, but just no continuity. 
in anything and no continuity and no net it's never been on the same page uh-huh. with almost any of them besides JJ. Right. And maybe Ryan Johnson. But even then, we don't know if Ryan gave Ryan Johnson drills, you don't know if that's happening. Brought in Colin Ferraro, got rid of him. You brought in Gareth Edwards midway through production, you kinda told him to go home. Uh got rid of Lord and Miller, brought in Ron Howard, got rid of Josh Trank, whatever movie he was gonna make and just axe that. Had a Benny off and Weiss trilogy. Then it became one movie, now it's not happening at all. Like all these filmmakers, like it's it's just a and it's an alarming trend and I, I just don't don't I just don't think that happens if you have somebody who has a clear and distinct vision for what they want to do. She doesn't have that. She just she wants people giving her ideas. So like, oh, give right. me an idea. Oh that sounds cool. And then you know, but then you're like, ah, oh, never mind. You know, this doesn't work. Or ah, your idea doesn't necessarily fit what we wanted to do, or what someone else told me we should do. And that's when you get that chaos. Right. Kevin Feige knows exactly what he wants to do. He knows exactly. So he knows exactly. if you if your plan doesn't fit with my plan, we're not. It's not a good match. Right. You know, I need you to make my movie. That's not right. what Kathleen Kennedy's thing is. And you know, I feel like you know Feige. I feel like he has, you know, some um, amount of uh, experience in in um, uh, just in telling in in storytelling in general. He, I feel like I get that sense from him, even if it isn't in an official sense. Right. I feel like he had created some of these stories in his head already. He has to, have. you he know, like he, the Marvel universe is too it's too vast and it's too yeah. linear and the the and the stories are too deep. Yeah, and and you know, and this is good. honestly this is going to lead into our next uh, topic as well. He draws from source material, right? You know, he draws from other material, adds to it, adds to it, gives it flavor. He's in tone. He's in tune with the fans and what's good yeah. and what's not. Now, what's one thing that's in the Hollywood Reporter uh, expose on Captain Kennedy's? Yes. Look. Um, they talk about, you know, John Favreau. They did. He's yes, going to have true. a major role going forward in the Star Wars world, as well as Dave Filoni and Michelle Rejuan. Yes. Um, Rejuan, obviously, was the Kathleen Kennedy appointee from a couple months ago. She's going to be running all of the live action content of Lucasfilm. Dave Filoni is the animation wizard, George Lucas protege, uh, who's worked on Clone Wars and Rebels and. Uh, has worked on some of the Mandalorian, obviously John Favreau, showrunner for the Mandalorian. But um, I, I'm interested to see what that means because mm-hmm. you know, I, I if we're talking about successors, they the way they framed it almost framed it as if like those three could be in like it was just gonna like it was gonna be a triumvirate, right? Like, that those three the, may they were replace be like the three heads. Yeah, that could replace Kathleen Kennedy yeah. as one, and. If we're t- if you're telling me it is a triumphant, I am somewhat comfortable with that because it's three different heads. You know, I mean, they all kind of specialize in their own thing, so right. I think it could make sense. I don't know if any one of them could do the exact role, um, or at least fit. Because like Michelle Rajwan is Kathleen Kennedy 2.0, as far as I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not super familiar with her stuff, but she, in terms of like her background, yeah. you know, I don't know. She doesn't right. come from a Star Wars background, right. like you know, she's more of a movie producer or right. you know, a television producer. So like, exactly. you know, she can do the business yeah. side of it and the, the production side of it, but in terms of 
you know, being a Star Wars person, she she didn't right. have that track record. Uh, Filoni had the Star Wars track record. You know I mean, like I say, the George Lucas protégés worked yeah. on, you know, for years, decades worth of Star Wars content. Like, yeah. you know, worked he can directly make... directly with George Lucas for several years. Right, exactly. You know, he's, like I say, he's an animation wizard, Rebels and Clone Wars are beloved. Right. My only issue is, you know, obviously he doesn't have the live action experience as much. And, you know, he, it it's, it's a much bigger thing that you'd have to watch over. You know, right. so like, and he doesn't have necessarily the business acumen, uh, at least that experience that someone like Ridgewan or Captain Kennedy would have. Uh, and Favreau, you know, the only the my only thing with Favreau is that look, he's kind of just come in, you know, and he's been around Star Wars, like you know, he's been a part of the Clone Wars, and you know, he's a part of Mandalorian now, and Mandalorian is great, but I would just caution Disney to say don't say, just because the Mandalorian is great. Well, now let's have Favreau do all Star Wars. Like, let's right. just craft Star Wars and Favreau's vision because not everything in Star Wars is going to be like the Mandalorian. Yes. You know, like, the Mandalorian is a pocket in the Star Wars universe. Right. Just like, you know, Obi-Wan is going to be a pocket in the Star Wars universe. Just like Rogue One was a pocket in the Star Wars universe. Um, And Favreau is great, but... I, I I don't know if I would say, you know, all right, now we have to give him all Star Wars. I would give him more Mandalorian, you know, or more things like the Mandalorian, but, so I don't know. Um, but that's why I say I think all three of them together, I think it makes sense. I think Filoni is right. the guy that I would probably want doing the most general Star Wars stuff. Yeah. You know, because he has that feel for it, but, you know, it makes sense, all three of them. Yeah, yeah, and, I, and um, you know, I... Look, the person at the top of my list is always going to be Filoni. I just feel like I have, you know, he's earned my trust. Yes. In that he knows how to tell good Star Wars stories. Um, You know, he just understands Star Wars at its core, the heart, the soul, the passion for it, the storytelling, the mysticism, the science, everything surrounding it. He seems to have a very good understanding of all of it. And, um... And he has a deep passion for the project for Star Wars. Does Kathleen Kennedy have a deep passion for Star Wars? I don't know. I know she knows it makes her a lot of money. I, I, not to say that she. Not, I, I think don't she mean does to say at that. this point just because she's like running Lucasfilm. But like, does she have a deep passion like from a I read and watch everything Star Wars? I mean, she helped like. create Star Wars with George Lucas, right? Because exactly. she worked with George Lucas on Star Wars, right. so I'm sure she has some kind of connection to it emotionally, right? But. I mean, to the point where, to the level of other, like, fans like us, fans yeah. like Dave, you know, fans like Favreau, Pablo Hidalgo, you know. fans like Hidalgo, you know, does right. he have that level to, like, that level? I don't think so. Right. Or I, I question that, you know, and I think that that is, uh, I think that would just benefit the right. whole fan base to have someone in that position that has that level of care, you know, that isn't just, you know, uh, what makes sense on this tr- right. just this and even line beyond graph. even beyond like care just like i would like my person that's running star wars to be like a walking encyclopedia of star wars like maybe that's maybe that, that doesn't have to be like that but like kevin feige is a walking encyclopedia for marvel right like yes. and i'm not saying i mean i'm not saying he can tell you every issue of everything that's ever happened he's right. not well, exactly yeah, he's, he's, not, he's not like the schwab of right he's not the schwab marvel you know like, like you know pablo hidalgo is a schwab of star wars i don't need yeah. that guy running star wars right but like it's good for that guy to have a job 
but I don't even running Star Wars. Right. But I don't feel like Kathleen Kennedy. I feel like I can quiz her on fairly basic things. And, and again, maybe this is a mischaracterization. I don't know Kathleen Kennedy. But from afar, that's the way it seems. If I, I can quiz her on basic things, and she may not know. Yeah. You know, basic thing from a particular episode three scene. It's like, what happened here? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like offhand she wouldn't know. You know, I feel who's like this character? Her, I feel like know? if I asked her what was the first action scene in episode three, she wouldn't know. Right. You know, I feel like I feel like offhand, like, and I feel like that's stuff that any, you Dave know, Filoni, major Star Wars fan, he, he'd answer it in, in five seconds. Right. You know. You know. But it's just you know stuff like that. I want my president of Lucasfilm to know. <laughs> right. You know, I want them to know that like the back of their hand. I want right. them to know and and care about the material. Yeah. Like that, not just study it from a from a oh I should know this because I'm the president. I want them to know that because they want to know that because right. they care about it. So, so yeah, that's just how I feel about it. I don't, I question, um, you know, uh, I don't, I, I, I think a lot of this means that she may not be around post Rise of Skywalker, depending on how good that movie is and the, the, the amount of money it makes. Right now it's tracking to make a lot of money, but. Right. I mean, look, I don't mind her being around. I just don't want her to be the president. If I'm be, I, I, and look, I'm just, I'm just calling it like it is. Okay. Oh, I gotta be point, she's not taking it to motion. And she's not running Disney because yeah. Lucasfilm has been a mess. So that's true too. So I mean, um, maybe her being out of the picture. One thing that was also interesting in that uh, uh, article is they were talking about the the movie twenty twenty one twenty 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 two twenty twenty two. They said mentioned that she that sources are telling them that she has a movie slated for twenty twenty two. Yeah, she has a movie slated for twenty twenty two. Yes, heard, and they were saying, look, it's not. It's not uh, Ryan Johnson. It's not Ryan Johnson. I mean, I guess, I don't know if they particularly say it's not Kevin Feige, but we're supposed to believe it's not Kevin Feige either. But she also said that, uh, or the article also said that we will find out more about that in January. Um, right, yeah. That is that. specifically post Rise of Skywalker. Maybe that just means, maybe it means nothing. Maybe it just means, look, we don't want to, you know, we we don't want to step on the, sh- the, the, the toes of Rise of Skywalker and have people ignore that movie because of a new movie that's coming out. We want to help or bury that movie by putting it right before Rise of Skywalker, putting the announcement. But for me, that screams that whatever that movie's about may be a spoiler for Rise of Skywalker. Again, maybe I'm thinking too much about it, but that's something to look out for. It is, absolutely. Um, so continuing on with Kathleen Kennedy, because we don't just have one Kathleen Kennedy story today. Um, so, uh, and this is a little bit of a while ago, but she was speaking with Rolling Stone because she's also making the media rounds, uh, leading into, um, the Rise of Skywalker, um, you know, and, uh, she explained just how difficult it is to make a Star Wars movie. And in explaining that, she says this comment, and I'm not going to take anything out of context. I'm going to explain, I'm going to say what her quote is. She says, uh, every one of these movies is a particularly hard nut to crack. There's no source material. We don't have comic books. We don't have 800-page novels. We don't have anything other than passionate storytellers who get together and talk about what the next iteration might be. We go through a really normal development process that everybody else does. And she goes on for a little bit after that. But, and and when, in saying there's no source material, she's trying to compare it to Marvel. In saying that, you know, like Marvel Studios, they have all the, you know, comic books, you know, all this other stuff. 
Um, she's saying in Star Wars, you kind of don't have that source material. It's just Star Wars, which was created by George Lucas, and then that's you just build on that. Um, so this got a lot of people very upset. A lot of people saying she doesn't consider any of the hundreds, if not thousands, of stories told in the expanded universe as being considered quote-unquote source material. Um, so I, when it comes to my reaction to these comments, um, I think at best is extremely tone deaf. And to me, it's just further evidence that she doesn't really care about anything else or that she doesn't really, she hasn't, she didn't spend any, any particular amount of time, um, learning about the expanding universe. That's what, that's what it says to me. Um, because if she did spend that considerable amount of time, as most Star Wars fans have, spent a considerable amount of time uh, looking into the expanded universe characters and, um, you know, the, uh, and looking into, you know, the other stories that have been told and, and what did the fans like and what were some of the good expanded universe stories that, that people are into and what are they asking for. Um, you know, she would know that there are a lot of other stories that people like and that people want her to make canon. And honestly, I don't, I also kind of don't understand these comments because it's not true. Yeah. A, a lot of the stories that they're telling are directly from the expanding universe. All right. Uh, Kylo Ren is Jason Solo, you know, <laughs> and like he, he's, she's from the expanded universe. Yeah. He's, she's, her movies are taking <laughs> things from the expanding universe and bringing them into canon, right? You know, this is not stuff that no one has thought of. You know, Thrawn she, is certainly Thrawn is an expanded yeah, universe yeah, character. He is certainly source material. Thrawn is source material. Jason Solo is source material. These, these, like, she, like, I don't understand. But that's that's where I go. That's where we go back to. You know, we have our questions about her Star Wars acumen. Exactly. Not saying that she's not a fan. Not saying that she's not. That she doesn't know more about the more about Star Wars than the average person, right? But like, does she know more about Star Wars than the average Star Wars? Fan? Average Star Wars fan you off know? the street, like you know, like if I, I like, does she? I mean, I, she probably knows who Grand Admiral Thrawn is, but does she, is she not thinking like he is major source material? He was just in Rebels. You know, he has multiple books out. Multiple like, books that, that came out before. Yeah, and best now you're sellers, new books you know, out like, now. <laughs> like, <laughs> does she not care about that kind of stuff? Like. And that's where I say, like, again, president of Lucasfilm. Dave Filoni, as the president of Lucasfilm, I'm not saying he can do the job from a business standpoint better than Kathleen Kennedy, but... He wouldn't be making comments like that. He wouldn't say that. He would never say anything like that. He would, like... Imagine we watched Rebels Recon every week when he made Rebels, and we've seen plenty, we've seen hundreds of Dave Filoni interviews at this point. Right, yeah. And, like, he just, he would, he would reference the expanded universe on that. Yeah. As if, like, oh, yeah, you know, this is a character, you know, that was kind of in the expanded universe, or we took this idea from the expanded universe, or, you know, we took this idea and from Legends, well, they would call it, they wouldn't say the expanded universe, but we yeah, took this idea from Legends, and right. this, that, and the other thing. Like, it's, it, like, he wouldn't, he would know about all these characters, and uh, and he does know about all these characters, like, and that's frustrating, but um, it's it's just a, it's a strange comment. Um, because like you said, it's not true. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's not true. So it's it's very very um, I don't know. It's just very disheartening. <laughs> if you're a Star Wars fan and you hear this from the president of Lucasfilm, it's very disheartening. It makes you see them as just a suit, you know, that just wants to make money. That just says, 
um, it sounds like it sounds like just an executive. Yeah, that's just like oh, well, this stuff is just we're just making it up as we go along. When this when that's not what they're doing, that's completely completely not what they're doing, and we don't want them to do that. You know, we want them to acknowledge other source material. Even the old republic didn't she mention like not even that long ago that they were gonna make something? They were gonna like create the old republic, or that she acknowledged the old republic. All right. She said that not even that long ago. That was like yeah. a few months ago, and now she's saying there's no source material. Like so, it's like, like she doesn't know what area empire is. Yeah, you know, so it's very, it's very, I don't know. It's just, it's very tone deaf. At best, it's very, very tone deaf. At worst, it's just proof that she doesn't really think about this stuff. <laughs> you know, all she thinks about is, oh, what's the, you know, and that's, I'm not saying that she doesn't have a lot on her plate. Obviously, she's the president of Lucasfilm. She has more stuff on her plate than I deal with in, in the average day. But at the same time, like, you have to, I, I want my president of Lucasfilm to know all to know all this stuff, right? And to be conscious and aware of that. So that's very but now. Very look, I mean, it was also interesting that she did say that they met with George. Uh, that she claimed she had, they had a quote long meeting with George Lucas before mm-hmm. riding Rise of Skywalker. So, all right. Well, I mean, look, they didn't mend any. I guarantee they didn't mend many fences there. <laughs> you know, I just I do like honestly. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it happened. Disney the, at the end of the day, Disney is Disney. And, right. and they weren't going to be like, oh, okay, now we'll we'll either pay you for your ideas or we'll pay you for more ideas, or we're going to use your ideas instead of our ideas. They're going to do what they, what they want to do, you know. Right. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully they gave George some more. I mean, hopefully they gave him they gave him something. Hopefully they they listened to him. <laughs> they let him, you know, add some input, uh, some meaningful input um, to the movie. And I don't doubt that they would would go to him for his opinion. I, I think that they probably did that for before they did all these movies. I'm sure they met with George. But, you know, um, hopefully it was more than just, I just want to hear what the creator has to say, and then I'm going to go home. Yeah. All right, so moving on from Kathleen Kennedy, I don't mean to bash her too much on the show. I, I mean, overall, I mean, she's done a decent job, but it's just you want... You know, you want you expect a lot out of the person that's in control of the 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 property that you're so passionate about. So, yeah, I mean, you just you expect more. You just do. So hopefully, um, you know, Rise of Skywalker is good, and, and she goes out in a in a more positive light. I mean, that's really all I can say with regards to that topic at this point. Um, so next, I want to bring up something that Kendall brought up in the at the top of the show as well. Uh, so we are getting reports of a new um, uh, kind of was it a movie or a series with regards to the uh, yes. The new news, uh, yeah. So we have a uh, new Disney Plus series potentially Disney Plus series. Yes. So we have a new potential potentially a new Disney Plus this is according series. According to I want to say it was the Cosmic Book News. Uh, Cosmic, Jeremy Conrad. Jeremy Conrad. Uh, okay. You know, sometimes you know multiple people report the same thing and they sure. take credit for yeah the report. Uh, but I saw it from Jeremy Conrad. Okay, so this is according to Jeremy Conrad, who has a lot of good sources within um, Disney. Disney in general, Marvel mostly. Marvel a lot of times. Disney but, and you but know, look, Marvel. It's all under the same umbrella. Yeah. So I mean, he's. I mean, according to him. Yes, yeah, so uh, this we, is from Jeremy Conrad. Yeah. So according to Jeremy Conrad, we may be getting a Doctor Aphra Star Wars Disney Plus series. 
Um, so that would would be exciting to anyone that's now fan also. By the, the way, to, to correct myself, he he it was Disney Plus, but he said it's not known if uh, it'd be her own solo series or if she'd be featured in a series with other characters. But okay, that's we will get Doctor Afra according to him on Disney Plus. We don't know if it's her own series or if she's a part of a series, but that is interesting. Okay. Um, so but you've read Doctor Afro. I have. You know, yes, tons of issues. I have not. But uh, how would you feel about a Doctor Afro uh, series or just her inclusion in live action? It doesn't surprise you at all. Um, it does surprise me, honestly. Um, you know, I think it's a. I think it lends lends uh, credence to their, the popularity of her character. Maybe um, Kathleen Kennedy does know the source material. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, like, you know, hey, I think it lends credence to the popularity of her character. Um, I am, when it comes to if I'm excited about the series, I'm going to be honest, I'd be more excited if it was not a solo, an Afro series, so, so to speak. Um, just because the comic, while it has been good, um, I think that, um, uh, see, how should I say? I think that, um, her comic... And to be fair, this counts for um, most of the, or, well, her comic and the Star Wars comic in particular, but some other comics as well. Just, and this happens to a lot of comics that go on for a long time. Right. It's kind of the same thing. Where it's like, okay, you get into this hijinks and you barely make it out alive somehow. It seems like the same thing is like repeating. It's over and over. And it's like, oh, she's going to die here. Oh, no, she's going to die here. Oh, no, she's going to die here. And and it's just, it never happens. And it's just you barely escape Vader, barely escape this one, barely escape that one. And I know that's kind of, you know, how a lot of these action-adventure stories tend to go. But it was just particularly, um, I don't know, her situations were so particularly dire constantly that I was just like, okay, this is kind of, like, crazy. Right. So, I don't know. I, that got a little, I don't know, unbelievable. It kind of stretched the, the my my uh, ability to, to, to disbelieve what right. that this was, like, <laughs> you know, like, I was like, this can't happen. Right, what exactly, is this? Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, it affected the suspension of disbelief right, that right. you normally do. So it's uh, so I don't know. So that's why I'm kind of like I would like to see her mixed with other people, because um, uh, I feel like that's when she shines the most. Honestly, like even when like when Afra crossed over with the Star Wars comic, I thought she shone a lot. She crossed over with Vader as well, right? She crossed over with um, well, she was in Vader. She's that's in when Vader, she right? that's yeah, when she debuted. yeah she debuted in Vader. And I loved her in Vader. Right, I thought it was really cool. Um, and I thought that she she crossed over with, um, uh, well, she was uh, with Hera. She interacted with Hera so is for she, a little bit is she as well. A, is she a villain? Is she an antihero? Like uh, she's like in the middle. She's right. like she's out for herself. Um, so I don't. I wouldn't necessarily call her a villain, but I absolutely would not call but her. She was a hero. on the imperial side. She was working with the with Vader specifically. Right. I wouldn't right. necessarily say the Imperials. Um, you know. I mean, she's one of those people that's like, she's like the bounty hunters, you know. Right, or like a Han Solo, Lando. Yeah, yeah Han Solo, Lando, though, even, I say even less honorable than them. Right. You know, because she's completely out for herself. Betray people, put people up for enslavement. <laughs> right, right, Bad, right. bad, horrible <laughs> stuff that Han Solo and Lando would not do. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like she's not a good person. But right. like, but like, at the same time, she does have a limit, you know, to the point where she's like, okay, I'm not going right. to do this to this guy, you know. And she's... And, like, she's an archaeologist um, and a scientist, but she's also 
mainly a lot of times out to make money. Right. And she has so. uh like like a droid she has like two like she has like an R two unit and like a C three PO, right? Or yeah, well yeah, there's a whole big story surrounding that. So she was with the C three PO and then the the, the evil the, the version of C three PO and the evil version of R two. And they they like betrayed her and then they were trying to kill her and it was a whole big thing. Right, right. Um so that was, that was like a big arc that was going on and um for me it's still going on because I'm a little bit behind in Afra but right. Um, but do you yeah. think that sh- like, like so you you don't think this is the plan with her character? Because giving her her own comic was always kind of strange to begin with. Because she's not, I mean, she's she's known to people who read the comics, but right. you know she's not she didn't have a name in Star Wars universe. She's a new character, so that was always an interesting idea. But um, it's just strange that they would now go to say, well. Now we'll give you your your Disney Plus series unless they had kind of already thought that she had potential to cross over to live action. Uh, I mean, I think she has the potential. Um, she is an entertaining character to read in general. Right. She has a lot. Of, she's funny. She has a lot of quips. A lot of. She's very clever. Um, she's always getting into some kind of mess. So it's one of those one of those types of characters. Um, I mean, she's also an LGBT character as well, so they may be trying to add some diversity in the Star Wars universe in that realm as well. So, and you know, she's a minority character as well. She's of a she has you know Asian. Uh, she seems to be of Asian descent or Asian quote unquote. You know, of course, this is a Star Wars, but um, just in terms of adding diversity to you know Star Wars. So, um, so yeah, I mean, she's got. You know, I mean, you've got she. There, she she has some qualities to her that that I think would translate well to live action. I just think when you said there's an Afro series, I was like, oh, geez, an Afro series. So that that's a that's a lot of confidence to give her a series. Someone that so so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I think that I would. It would make sense they want to do. You know, we have the Mandalorian coming out, or it's yeah. out. We have Obi Wan. We have Kathy and Endor, all mm-hmm. men. If you want to do a female Star Wars series, I wouldn't mind if she showed up in casting in casting in Andor. That's possible. I feel like that would be cool. Even if that, or if that was say say that was how they first introduced her in the live action, I think that would be cool. Because like if if they're gonna do a live action female Disney Plus series in Star Wars, you're not gonna do Leia probably. Uh, No. You know you're not. I mean you can do a Leia animated series maybe, but yeah, which. Uh, they could end it. I mean, I think they should do a Disney Plus animated series. That's not Clone Wars, but I think they will probably. But, um, like, what else? Who else could you do? I mean, you should, they're not going to do Rey. I not mean, do Rey. Rose, maybe. Ahsoka or something. And Ahsoka, potentially. Ahsoka would be the person, or Sabine. But Sabine would be kind of like the Mandalorian. Yeah, like another yeah, Mandalorian. Would be the Mandalorian, like, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, if we're talking, you know, Ahsoka, Afra. Sabine, Rose, like those are all the people on the on the whiteboard that they're thinking of. It's not impossible that Afra could be the one that's picked, you know. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all interesting stuff. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I think that I think an Afro series could be popular, you know. So I, I, I mean, I give it some hope. All right. So I did also uh, quickly want to bring up as well that there is a. Um, a new Star Wars book coming out. This is announced via StarWars.com. 
Um, so E.K. Johnston will be making another Padme book. This is following Queen's Shadow. There's going to be a prequel to Queen's Shadow called Queen's Peril. Um, now, I... Coming out in May. Coming out in May. I read Queen's Shadow. I enjoyed Queen's Shadow. I thought it added a lot of cool... Uh, I think if you are a fan of the Clone Wars, if you are... Sorry, like, full disclosure, I am a prequel fan. <laughs> full disclosure. If you are a fan of the Clone Wars, if you are a fan of... of yeah, like I said, the prequel era, anything prequel era in general, right. I think you like the I think you like the book. I think it's very well written. E.K. Johnson did a wonderful job. She did a great job in the Ahsoka novel. She did a good job in this novel. Um, and I think she's going to do another good job in, the, in this Queen's Peril novel, uh, since this takes place even before uh, Queen's Shadow. Uh, so I'm guessing this will take place with her not in the Senate, but just her as a queen and dealing with... Um, you know, whatever she'd be doing, I guess, as a right. Um It's probably not a sequel. Is that makes with the timeline have not made sense? Um, because most of these, like, have they done prequels to books yet? Uh, where yeah, they said like, no, we release yeah. a book and then we do. Yeah, do yeah, it is. I mean, well, I think they're doing that down with the Thrawn thing, right? Yes, the ascendancy. Yes, so I mean, this is that's new to me though. I've never, I've never, uh, I've never seen that for any book. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> But um, but yeah, it is. Um, uh, I don't know. It is interesting. I, I mean, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna read it, of course. Um, but uh, I'm interested to see what she's gonna do. Cause I mean, in or yeah, in Queen Shadow, I mean, they introduced people like Rush Clovis, who was in Clone Wars, who was kind of like Padme's love interest that, or love interest that right, got right, right. Anakin all jealous and all that. Yeah. Um, he was in the Senate. And, you know, in Queen Shadow, it kind of explored Padme first going into the Senate and, you know, her meeting, meeting Palpatine and all that stuff. Um, so, I mean, it was it was cool. It was a cool book. It, it had a lot of a lot of references to the Clone Wars and it had just it added a lot of um, character details to her handmaidens, which, you know, you wouldn't think you care about. But, you know, they were actual characters. So. Um, so, yeah, it was cool. It was, it was well made. I don't know about a a prequel, but I mean, I think I think I said the same thing about the about Queen Shadow. I was like, oh, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how well the book does. But it was interesting. It was well made, um, and I think that with um, uh, with the se- the second Thrawn book, which is I think is the first book that I read that had Padme in it, um, and with Queen Shadow, I think it's kind of a it's cool to have kind of a, a surgence of of people caring about Padme, just in general. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think it's cool. I'm hoping we get more books on some of these other uh, prequel characters. Dooku, we already got Dooku. Well, we got Dooku, yeah. and that was awesome. That was a wonderful book. <laughs> Grievous coming up. Um. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we get some Grievous. I mean, ideally we get some Old Republic, but I feel like that's just a pipe dream at this point. Right. 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 Got Mace Windu already. Yeah, we got. Wait, we got Windu. Yeah, Windu's book. Did we have a comic? Oh yeah, we did get a comic. <laughs> uh, I thought you meant like a novel. No, yo, we got a Windu novel. novel? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yo, I'm buying that today. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to go crazy. I was like, yo, I've been, I've been asleep. Yeah. How long yeah. have I been asleep? There's a Mace Windu novel. Right. We got uh, what should we call it? Well, this I believe also a comic, but uh, what was the novel? Uh, we got the uh, Qui Gon. 
Qui Gon and Obi Wan or whatever. Yeah, or um, was that a story? I remember making that up. I thought that was something. Or that was called. I know there was a the uh, um, it was Master. Yeah, Apprentice. yeah. There was a yeah. There is an uh, um, Master and Apprentice. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Master and Apprentice. That was it. Which that was very good too. Right. Yeah. All that stuff is good. I don't know why. I don't know why they just want to remake. You know the Empire versus Rebels. All that stuff. All that stuff is right, good. That's right. good stuff with the Jedi Order. I don't know why they don't want it. They don't want to do it. Yeah, it's very very frustrating. But, um, uh, but yeah. So that's interesting news. So um, I'll be looking forward to that. Um, and last the main week, event. The main event. Uh, so we're gonna talk about the Mandalorian episode three. Episode three, directed by Deborah Chow. Who will be show running the Obi Wan Kenobi series? Yes. Um, this episode was fantastic. This Same. was a, this was a wonderful, wonderful episode. Um, I mean, you got more Baby Yoda. You got the Mandalorian giving away Baby Yoda. I would assume that is the sin that is referenced in the title. Yeah, I would assume <laughs> that is the sin referenced. Um, and he's, I mean, then that episode, he's just like, I can't do it. Yeah, can't do it. So he went back, he got Baby Yoda, and he had to fight his way out. The other Mandalorians had to help him get out. Yeah. You know, now, and at the end of the episode, man, they got me saying, this is the way. This is the way. Yeah. It's like, yo, this this show is just on another level. Favreau knows what he's doing. Filoni knows what he's doing. Deborah Chow knows what she's doing. I'm excited to see her Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Um. And I mean, the internet's just going exploding over Baby Yoda right now. Uh, everyone Absolutely. wants all the Baby Yoda merchandise, the yeah. Baby Yoda memes. You can't avoid them. <laughs> Yo, a Baby Yoda, uh, like, uh, like a Baby Yoda Funko Pop would like sell out immediately. Oh, that would sell out immediately. Disney, they, I don't know if Disney real. I mean, they realized at this point, but they didn't realize when they made this show how much money this was gonna make. Oh no, they couldn't not at all. They, they probably thought like, oh, people are gonna find this pretty cool, but like. This is like become like if like stay off the internet like at this point like if you don't if you haven't seen the Mandalorian and you're not trying to get spoiled about this Yoda thing I mean you've seen it like you'd have to right. live under a rock to not get spoiled <laughs> about Baby Yoda at this point so I mean I you know Dave Filoni was talking about you know uh, possibly giving it a backstory or whatever but they don't want to give everything away. And, Sometimes we want to leave some things to mystery and stuff. And Possibly giving what a backstory? Uh, Baby Yoda. Baby know, Yoda. Giving okay. Giving it a name or whatever. You know, future. I, I, I got to find the quote uh, in particular, but that was the, the gist of what he was trying to say. I mean, look, if they if they they don't have to, I I, I think they have to. Man. You think they have to? I, I would care. Into, if we go into next season and Baby Yoda is still. Hadn't said anything. We know nothing about Baby Yoda. He's just with Mandalorian. That's a... Mm. For me, that's an L. No, that's an L? I'm just like, all right. Wow, okay. Yeah, I I, I, I wouldn't say I couldn't care less. <laughs> but, I mean, Baby Yoda... I mean, all I need to know is Baby Yoda is a Force-sensitive. That's all I need to know. Because for me, once I saw Baby Yoda lift that, lift that monster, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, of course the Empire will be hunting him down. That makes sense. You right. Know, I don't I don't really need any more backstory than that. You know? Um 
you know, and, and Baby Yoda's a baby. How much backstory can Baby Yoda possibly have? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I mean, I guess Baby Yoda's 50 years old, technically. That is true. I didn't think about that. But, I mean, what's Baby Yoda going to do? But gonna, who's his parents? But, yeah, who's, who's his parents? What's Baby Yoda even going to do? Like, how many more Yoda you know? are, Yoda species are there? Well, yeah, there's that. That I would like to have you know, some kind of like idea. Whole, is there a whole planet of them somewhere? Like, is there a whole planet or something? Yeah, like, there a whole planet of them. Like, is, were they? Was he the last one? Is he the the Superman, the the Clark Kent, the Kal El, the Superman of Yoda? Is he the Goku? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's a it's a real question. Um, but honestly, I wouldn't. I I would not mind if they didn't answer those questions. Um. But yeah, that's just me. Uh, but kind of overall, what are you, what are your feelings on the episode in general? Uh, yeah. Uh, real quick, Dave Filoni, he was asked about he was asked, you know, is it okay to refer to uh, the green alien as Baby Yoda? He was like, that's fine. It's all part of the mystery. Uh, but it's a very very clear nickname. Is what he said. You know, so right. Basically saying, you know, yeah. <laughs> they they may or may not give it a name, but it's part of the mystery. Call Baby Yoda, but we all know Dave Filoni. You know, he, everything's kind of a joke and everything's yeah, kind of course. like you know <laughs> mysterious. But um, no, yeah, I thought this was a great episode. Uh, a lot of people felt this was the best one. Um, I would still say I think the first one might have been the best one. Oh, okay. You know, I, this one was great in terms of like, you know. I think we felt more of the, we got more, I mean, my favorite part of the episode was him going back to the Mandalorian bunker and, like, getting all that, like, uh, dialogue with, with the other Mandalorians, the other Mandalorians you yeah. know, and getting all that backstory and where they've been and what, where they are now, kind of, right, right, as a, as a, as a race, but, um, you know, like, I, I mean, I think that it's, I think this is a great episode. You know, um, I was telling you earlier that uh, apparently on IMDb, which is obviously is the best source for anything movies, you know, <laughs> nothing, they've never gotten anything wrong. Um, <laughs> IMDb had, uh, or I don't even know if it's IMDb, but I believe just the credits in general have um, the the name for the Mandalorian, the big Mandalorian that was arguing with uh, Pedro Pascal's character was... Uh, his last name was Vizsla. They think it was Paz Vizsla or something like that. Mm. Um, this is obviously relevant. Obviously, you know the Vizsla was a Vizsla house or the Vizsla clan. The Vizsla clan, yeah. The Vizsla clan, part of the Ren house, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, I think it's the other way around. Yeah, that Ren house is part of the Vizsla clan. You're right. Uh, Pre Vizsla is the you know ancient you know holder of the dark saber. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Or was that was that was that pre or was I I thought pre Vizsla was the one that was um, in Clone Wars. Yeah, you're right. Pre Vizsla was in Clone Wars. Just I forget. Voiced by uh, John Favreau. That's who was relevant. Yes, John Favreau yeah. though did voice pre Vizsla. Yeah, leader of he was leading a uh, Death Watch in the Clone Wars. Yes. Um. So and I believe John Favreau was the voice of this character as well, which is interesting. Oh, but, okay, that's interesting. Um. Just makes you wonder, you know, are we gonna get more backstory about, you know, the Mandalorians? You know, are we gonna get the Dark Saber potentially in this show? That would be crazy. Uh, could Sabine Wren show up? You know, where? Because think about it, where would Sabine Wren be in the totem pole of Mandalorians at this stage? Yeah, she'd be pretty. High, she'd be pretty high, I would imagine. 
I mean, I would imagine, but I, I, mean, I have she no She could have been gone. Like, she may not be a part of them at this point, but right. if she is, or if she is connected to them in some aspects, I mean, she's in the prime of her career, more or less. I really hope she shows up. I feel like she. I feel almost like she has to show up at some point. <laughs> she has to. She's too. Re- at this point, she's too relevant. I mean, David, she's the most relevant Mandalorian out there. I mean, David Filoni is working on this thing, and he doesn't yes. want Sabine to show up, right? At all, in season one or two. Yeah, I feel like she has to show up at some point. So um, that that is extremely exciting, and the internet's gonna, gonna. They're gonna. I don't know. I feel like the internet's gonna react uh, when Sabine shows up. So that should be fun. Um, also, just a bit of news as well. The Mandalorian is apparently the in the most um, in demand uh, online or the most in demand streaming series, uh, and has uh, right now and has beat out Stranger Things um, for that top spot. So um, yeah, the Mandalorian is killing it right now. Uh, Disney has a major hit on its hands, and uh, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, and Deborah Chow are making Lucasfilm a lot of money. And I hope that they continue to get more work um, because their work is fantastic. And, um, you know, I enjoy watching and reviewing it. But that will do it for this episode of the Imperial Broadcast. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Again, of course, happy Thanksgiving, happy holidays, uh, all that good stuff. Enjoy your your Womp Rat, your Blue Milk, and all that all that uh, stuff that you would probably get at at galaxy's edge that I, <laughs> which i haven't tried yet because i haven't been able to go to galaxy's edge um but uh yeah so thank you all so much for listening next week we will have more stuff for you i will be um i may give a brief review of um spark of the resistance um uh by um, maybe we'll review resistance by Star justina resistance ireland show. maybe we'll review resistance it's been doing interesting things lately that I have been telling Kendall about, and, and that um, you know, I have not I, been paying attention to. Yeah, you know, Kendall. Yeah, Kendall. Kendall hasn't been been tuned in to <laughs> Resistance, and I can't blame him. So, um, <laughs> once the Mandalorian came out, yeah, the Mandalorian like, is just well, I don't get time. Yeah, the Mandalorian is just taking over everybody's life. So, um, but yeah, next week, hey, who knows? Maybe we'll review Resistance if something interesting happens. Um, and uh, you know, of course, we will be reviewing the Mandalorian. Um, but uh yeah that will do it for this show um we will see you guys next week i'm your host shamari joined by kendall and we will see you guys next time